God, God. Hey, first quarter in Craig Facts. I'm one of your hosts, Craig Smith, and next to me is Uncle Ty. Shout out to them out there, Nation. I know you out there. We out there like a motherfucker. We've been out there. <laughs> hey, today in history, May 1st, 1707, the United Kingdom of Great Britain was created as a treaty merging England and Scotland, Scotland together. My Lord. All right. Today, May 1st, 1786, Mozart's opera, The Marriage of Fayegaro, premiered in Vienna. 1931, New York, 102nd story, Empire State Building was built today. Hey, Have y'all ever been to the Empire State Building? No, I never have. Have you? I've, I've been near it. Okay. I didn't get a chance to go in, but I've been near it. It's huge. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabilding. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> in 1941, Orson Welles' motion picture Citizen Kane premiered in New York. Oh, oh okay. Today, 1945, a day after Adolf Hitler took his life, Admiral Karl Dunich effectively became sole leader of the Third Reich with the suicide of Hitler's uh, propaganda minister, Joseph uh, Goebbels. Fuck them both. Fuck right, them like both. We, are we celebrating that? Anything Nazi, <laughs> fuck them. Period. Right, next Nazi up. What's going on? <laughs> okay, one of you niggas died, eh? We're going to be at the funeral break dancing in front of the casket. <laughs> Nazis off the bench? What's the what most is- disrespectful thing you could do at a funeral? Man, hit the casket with a brick? Uh, what about beatbox and freestyle? Nigga, just right there by the casket. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most disrespectful <laughs> thing? I'm here for my money. That's, that's probably, that's very high on the disrespect chart because that's a low effort. Beatboxer, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's disrespect. You ain't even going to try hard? Oh, what if you just ran, showed up and just started playing the saxophone during the whole service? <laughs> Don't nobody know you there. You just, <laughs> just playing the saxophone. <laughs> but one nigga is crying. Like they got to kick you out. They throw you out. You still playing it from the parking lot. <laughs> Never take it. <laughs> <laughs> Never taking the saxophone out your mouth. <laughs> no matter what. It's like you're kicking and playing. Get the fuck off me. <laughs> and his girl got the microphone up to him. <laughs> saxophone taped to your lips. <laughs> what motherfucker sit on the face of the body and fart? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Bro, that's the most disrespectful. What's more disrespectful than that, Todd? That's top. That's top three for sure. <laughs> Sitting on the face and farting bah, 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 bah. <laughs> while playing a saxophone. <laughs> I think it's talent. What is the most disrespectful thing you could do at a funeral, Sarah? Um, I was at a funeral of a girl that actually died because she was drunk, and her friend got up and told her that was my girl. My last memory is I gave her her last drink. Oh, wow. And then went and took selfies with her. Oh, that's After cool. she got off, yeah. That's, that's pretty high. Aaron Mormon. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty high. Back to normal shit. In 1964, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the computer programming language BASIC, Beginner All-Purpose Symbolic Instruction Code, was created by Dartmouth College professor John K. Kimmy and Thomas E. Kurtz. Computers were born. All right. What was your first computer? Oh, man, I had to... Um, Dude, we had the the Macintosh, man. The, Apple, the the Macintosh. We had video games on there. Everything. It was, we had a uh, Doctor J versus Larry Bird on there. For real? Yeah. Hilarious. And you could uh, shout at the backboard. 
Oh, wow. I, that's before. I was a Hewlett Packard guy myself. I had a Packard Bell with Lotus Works. Whoa. That was my programming Lotus system. Lotus Works. Do you niggas remember Lotus oh, Works? Wow. And it worked. Y'all didn't have floppy disk computers? Y'all wasn't? We, yeah, that's what that floppy? The Macintosh, the Apple IIe was. I had, a, I, had, I had one for sure. We had number bunches with my jam, though. In 1967, Elvis married Priscilla Bailui. Whoa. Okay. Bailua. <laughs> B-E-A-U-L-I. I mean, B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. Oh. Bailui. Bully. Bully. Oh, Bye bye. <laughs> At the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas. <laughs> they divorced in 1973, and Anastasia Somoza oh, man. <laughs> became president of Nicaragua. What? Bullshit. All this shit happened 1967, May 1st. <laughs> Read it, nigga. Okay. I, 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 Solid Like, right. I'm fucked off in the gang. A new man, not cool in the gang, but fucked off in the gang. I, I'll give it a shot. Uh, Elvis Presley, so far so good. Mary Priscilla. He just said that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. That's what you want me to do, right? To, to see if, to see I if I can. he can get, because this nigga was snickling or snickering at me, yeah, you was, you was you was fucking up the language. For sure. <laughs> in 1967, Elvis Presley married Priscilla <laughs> that nigga pump face was there. Bailey, do you? Yeah, I don't know how. Hey, her last name is Presley. I know, <laughs> I know it turned into Presley. Yeah, yeah, get that one out of here, Bailey. Yeah. At the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas, they divorced in 1973. Anastasio Somoza, oh man, wow, the Bay, the Bailey <laughs> became pregnant of Nicaragua. Man, this shit. nigga is who the fuck <laughs> names are these? Right? Why would these sound like Julius Caesar's homies? Like, they, <laughs> like they, <laughs> what the fuck? How do you say these names? That's why she married him. Yeah, she. I need to change my last name by any it means. Was too necessary. heavy in her mouth. That name was too heavy in her. She probably sprained her jawbone trying to say it as a kid. It just sounds like a person that wore too many clothes. It was like mm-mm. today, 1971, the uh, Intercity Passenger Rail Service. Amtrak went into operation. Wow. All right. That's a good fact right there. Why, 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 cool. I like that. Intercity is like the subway, huh? Because I think Amtrak has been a long, around longer than 1971. I mean, probably, has it? Are you sure? I mean. It says in 1971, the Intercity mm-hmm. Passenger Rail Service Amtrak went into operation. Yeah, so it started in 1971. Oh, yeah, May 1st, yeah, Amtrak. Is it me or did you, I just, well, I don't know why I thought I heard Amtrak like in Westerns. No, hell no. The Amtrak oh, was, is like they got the like the bullet front almost kind of, so yeah. it looks kind of modern. That was another one. What's the other name of the thing? Railroad. Pacific, Pacific. Pacific, yeah, yeah, you're right. I just, yeah, Union Pacific, Pacific. Union Pacific, yeah. Okay, you're right. Wow, shout out to Amtrak. Shout out to Amtrak. It was born during disco. In 1975, <laughs> that means Amtrak would have sold crack because it would have been 15 in 1985 when crack. It would have sold crack. would have been a crackhead or a crack dealer if it was the person selling crack for the big homies. 1975, Hank Aaron of the Milwaukee Brewers broke baseball's all-time RBI record previously held by Babe Ruth hey. during a game against uh, uh, the uh, Detroit Tigers. Milwaukee won 17 to three. Blowout. Nigga, 17 to 3 in baseball is like 100 to 30. Yeah, that's crazy. In basketball. Yeah. 17 to 3. How come there are more black baseball fans? When I was a kid, we were like the last generation of baseball card collecting children. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't hear black kids talk about baseball anymore. Why is that? You, you know why? Because um, it's too slow. The the sport is too slow. When you got basketball and football and, and everything is kind of quick, fast paced. Um, so this year, baseball is implementing things to speed up the game. Right. They have a bunch of rule changes, like um, like niggas. Yeah, let's get some more of these yeah. backs in here to speed up the game. <laughs> They're actually faster. Yeah, we're faster. Any more Jackie Robinsons <laughs> out there we can put out here on the field? Oh, but man. no, you're right. Because look, baseball for a lot of those don't know that don't know that was my best natural sport. Like, yeah, me too. You know how some niggas, you, some people step into a sport and they just good at it immediately. I was yeah. just great at baseball immediately. What positions did you play? I played shortstop and center field. I want to be like Ken Griffey. Okay, I played first base and I played back catcher. Okay, oh yeah, that, yeah, that back catchers. That's the toughest position in baseball, bro. People <laughs> know who. If you don't know baseball, you don't know how tough it is to be a back catcher. Yo, you got to be in that damn squatting position the whole time. And I was a little kid when I first, you know, when I first started little league, and I didn't have no cup the first time. You know, what I'm saying? oh, you got dusted off. Man, I was scared. I was jumping out the way every every time. Shout yeah. out, shout out to the homie Jeff Pops, who was the umpire. He's like, if you jump out the way, another one of these balls, man, you, I'm gonna throw your ass out the game. So. Best player you ever played against in baseball? Who best player I ever played against in baseball? This is gonna be controversial. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. Kiki probably was the best player I played against Why in baseball. Was a girl? Nah, Kiki. Well, Monique was a girl at first base, but um, Kiki was, yeah, he was dope, man. Shout out to Kiki. You played at HS too? No, nah, HS, dude, they motherfuckers was, that shit was humming coming down the plate. I was not trying yeah. to stand in the box and get hit with that. So I was done by the time high school came around. Oh, you didn't make no teams. Wow. <laughs> 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 you played intramural sports. Yeah, yeah, like a motherfucker. You didn't try out for no high school team? I did try out. I tried out for basketball. I made first cut. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Then they started putting structure to the shit. Like, oh, wait a minute. I'm just trying to be out here hooping. I don't know how to do all this extra shit. So cut me on the second day. I ran track. I was on a track team. Nigga. Um, <laughs> and then. Um, what event? Uh, the long jump and the high jump. Those are the good events. The other, yeah. All that running, I was coming in last in that. But the, the high jump yeah. and the long jump, fourth place, baby. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> the medal? Yeah, no. Never would have guessed. No, out there. Did you know today, May 1st, 1982, <laughs> the World's Fair in Knoxville, Tennessee, was opened by President Ronald Reagan? All right. That's and the first president I remember was Ronald Reagan. I me thought too. He, I thought he was dope then. And get older, everybody starts talking And then we find out about crack cocaine <laughs> and the Contras and how he ain't nothing but a white Nino Brown. Yeah. <laughs> you piece of. I had no idea. <laughs> Coke-selling person. Yeah, man, when I was a kid, it's really funny. It's really interesting how kids really don't have a real perception of evil. No. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll see obvious danger, but you... You can't see evil on people when you're young because you're so pure. Yep. You ever remember there being a person when you was young, your parents, stay away from that motherfucker. But you're like, but, but, but Bobby's cool. Mama. He's cool to the motherfucker. And then you get older, you're like, nah, Bobby wasn't cool. God damn. Right. <laughs> he wasn't even ice cream, man. Yeah, there wasn't people when you were a kid that you just got real creepy vibes from? Yeah, but that's the obvious. I'm, uh -oh. I'm, that's the, I'm talking about kids 
are so pure they haven't experienced enough to understand when somebody has bad intent right. or is ahead of them or leading them in a direction. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the probing ability yet because they don't have anything to reference. Right. Haters, you didn't know what a hater was when you was a kid. How do, how, how, how do you teach your daughter to, to look out for shit like that? I would imagine that would be tough. Like my niece, I used to be on her head about just everything. But like as a father, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, well, so for me, it's more like make sure your shit is straight because it's going to be all kind of people out here right. with all kind of different ulterior motives. So, it is, And it's hard to spot because what I could spot back in the 90s, they're not even doing that now. Right. The game has changed <laughs> tremendously. You're like, if he got an earring in his left ear, you can't date him, daughter. He's a devil worshiper. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> They got a mohawk, he's gay. Remember when having a mohawk meant she was either gay or in a rock band? That's it. Yeah. it was the now two it's real niggas with mohawks. Yeah, real live. Yeah, real live. Yeah. With, you can't even. You're teaching her early 90s. <laughs> All out of date, everything. And if, if it's like that, baby, then he's wick, wick, whack. <laughs> that nigga's wiggity whack, baby. I'm telling you. If he does this, he's wiggity, 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 wiggity whack. <laughs> whack that hair. Is he coming down the street like this? <laughs> You giving your daughter advice to say wiggity whack in it is some of the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he ain't fresh. He ain't fresh. He ain't fresh. He's wiggity 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 wiggity, wiggity whack. Yeah. He's, he's bunk. He's bunk. <laughs> Bro, that's some funniness, man. He's wiggity wiggity whack. <laughs> He's a whack MC. Bo, Bo. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, yeah. It's, it's so Is he doing that? Is he doing that? <laughs> if he, if if you if you go to a party <laughs> and you and you and you get the mic and you say, let me hear you say, hey, <laughs> ho, you wiggity whack. <laughs> no roof, no roof, no roof, no roof, roof is on fire. fire. We don't need no water. Let the yeah. <laughs> you if you fight. if you if you at the club still trying to start freak lines. Oh. <laughs> Remember them long? <laughs> it'd be eight hundred people in the club and one line freaking on each other. <laughs> oh, you remember remember shit. having a hey, used to be the shit. I ain't gonna lie. Yo, be sandwiching motherfuckers yeah. in the club, bro. You ever have to wait on a woman? Like it'd be two niggas. We can't get this line to a bitch count. Yeah. We're going to be freaking on each other, nigga. I'm not freaking on that nigga. Well, let's wait till she come out the bathroom. You be, at, you be at the back of the line waiting on the chick to come out the bathroom so you can join the freak line. Yeah. Yeah. Freak lines was notorious. Yo. Could you remember you remember being in, in the little the little sandwich, the little freak sandwich, and, and can't tell who she liked more? Right, right, you know right. What right, right. Like, <laughs> you in the me or, or the homie in the back? What? Hey, you remember being in the freak line, you get hard and you be looking until so, she, you know, waiting until she realized what's really going on. Right. You, you, you know, looking over her shoulder, she look back like, oh. Yeah, that's me. That ain't him. That's me. That's me. It, it come with the dance, bitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was hard before I got in this line, bitch. This ain't got shit to do with you. This the line that gets me hard. Not the bitch in the line. I get hard off of lines. <laughs> I mean, well, you got the nerve to think I'm hard because of you, bitch. You ever try to? You ever try to cuff? Try to cuff the girl in, in right. the bed? 
mid sandwich. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to pull her off just for me. Now, <laughs> right, you try to pull her off to, your, to the corner. <laughs> you try to pull her off in the corner so you can hump on her. For yeah, an hour. watch out, bro. This all me now. You ever sew a chick up for the whole night? <laughs> and motherfucker, you've been dancing with her so much, people think it's your girl, but then y'all just leave and go separate ways. Man. <laughs> like I don't know this bitch, man. I just was freaking on her for two and a half hours. You ever, hours. You ever did, waiting on the punch to wear out? <laughs> you ever did that? You be freaking on her, and then you go to the bathroom, come back, she in the middle of another sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you ever these sandwiches, bitch? Like, bitch just, get back on. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just getting my hands in. Yeah, she's mine first. <laughs> uh, she was mine first. You ever been to a family party and his family freaking on each other? What? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> Like, yeah. why is this family in a freak line? There's no; uh, these are all relatives. Yeah, I see, I see, I see the boy Snaptastic <laughs> at New Revelation, bro. It was like it was like Valentine's Day or something. So New Revelation, like I said, they had the, the basketball court in the hood. They was doing a thing where on one side it was the girls, one side it was the dudes, and so you come in the middle, you get to right. half court, and then you dance. Yo, Snaps did not know how to dance. This motherfucker yeah. had like two left feet, but all he knew how to do was freak. Yeah. So when it came to him and the girl at half court, he snatched her up and got the freaking on her. They had to break it up. The church, <laughs> the church people was breaking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Snap was freaking a bitch. Half court. Uh, 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 and he was getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> they had to break it up. <laughs> he was thrusting a woman at church. Yo. Oh my god! Snaps, you got to answer for this. His IT tied them had to get into her. Break it up, bro. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh. you, T tied. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh my god. We miss freak lines, man. Bring them back. Would you let your wife get in a freak line? No, not at all. Back in the day, it was normal. Back in the day, it was normal. It was normal. I back remember in the being day. a kid freaking on a on a nigga's wife. He'd walk up, oh, what's going on, little man? Baby, when you finish, I'll be at the table. Yeah, he ready to get it cracking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he ready to turn it into the real thing. <laughs> don't give a fuck. He's nine. Bitch, his dick is on your ass. <laughs> oh my! He's nine, but it's like, that ain't nine year old activity. <laughs> Look how the little motherfucker looking at you. Look back. Oh, don't think they're just staring at the old. <laughs> 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 Can we do that again? Hey, man, God, You're speaking to me. But anyway, <laughs> enough about freak lines. Uh, today or this weekend was the NFL draft. Yeah. What you got for us, Todd? I don't know. Yo, shout out to the NFL draft and the number one overall pick. Bryce Young out of Alabama, out of Pasadena. He went to the Panthers. That's right. The Panthers are back in my life. Hey. I, I'm a fan of the Panthers. Now we got I'm back a fan of the Panthers. We drafted a black quarterback and he's from Pasadena. What more could you ask for? Dope. Now, the other story that was going on in the in the NFL draft that was that was pretty big opening day was Will Levis. Now, Will Levis was supposed to be a uh, first-round quality quarterback. He was there, you know, Kansas right. City. He had he had his moms. He had the women with him. He was he was there. He was ready. Right. And his name did not get called. Wow. He sat there that whole time. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. That's embarrassing. That is that was super embarrassing. Very awkward. Very awkward. He eventually got drafted in the I want to say fifth round to the to the Tennessee Titans, but that first night. With the suit on and the expectations, because you know everybody there. If you have seen the draft, they had the suit, they had the suit jacket. They open it up, yeah. they go take the picture, all of that. He he's already done that, stood in line and did that, and did not get drafted. 
That's very interesting. Because before they get there, they go through a uh, they go through the gambit as far as like meeting with people, talking to teams, agents telling them who's likely going to pick them. So they're there because not just you can't just get into the draft if you're a college player. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? You got to right. be invited. Right. They vet you like so. Somebody told him you need to be here today. Yeah, and he was on camera. So and, somebody <laughs> set up them cameras to be pointing at him while he was sitting there. It's, I mean, somebody told him this is where you're supposed to be, and he didn't get drafted. I wonder how many players are actually there that don't get drafted. I think it's more than you know. I think it happens uh, a lot that you go out there that first day. There's been a couple folks been out there that first day, and it's like, sorry, not not today, man. It's time to pack it up and go home and, and watch from the house. Man, Would you rather be at the house or would you rather be at the event, draft day? Okay, here's the thing. It depends on where I'm going in the draft. If I'm a lottery guy, lottery guy, and I'm gonna be on TV for sure, yeah, I'll be there. Okay, but if I'm a second round dude, I'm at the house with my people. Yeah, if you're a second round, you at the house with your people any fucking way because we not, <laughs> we not doing second round setups up in this motherfucker. Even if I'm past like pick ten, I still probably will be at the house. At, at past pick ten, you at the house? What I mean, what one through seven takes all the one through twelve take all the shine. Yeah, no, 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 no. They got a whole day. They sitting there, Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, all of them is there for the whole first 32 picks. Let me tell you something. You know, who? If anything past 12 is like, you ever been on an airplane? When you walk on an airplane that's packed, the only people you actually remember are the motherfuckers when you first walk in. First class. And the people sitting next to you. If right. you're not a first pick, you're just the in-between space. You know what I mean? Nobody remembers you. No, nah, nobody remembers, but you still get the Roger Goodell walk up. What's happening? Throw the thing. I got your little hat. You get all that if you're in the first round. So you just talking about from a, a personal player experience yeah. just to say you did. I get it. Yeah. You get that iconic picture. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what is. Also, what, too, though, another thing is the edge of an athlete. Like, some people want to stay hungry, so they don't want to feel like they made it. So they got to deprive themselves of certain experiences so they stay hungry and stay dangerous. That's a fact. Now, there was another thing that was actually dope. Um, Dallas Cowboys made a pick. Now, Dallas Cowboys scout called his son. He drafted his son. So he called his son and said, you want to come to work with me next week? Oh, wow. Yeah, and so I was like, for sure, positive. And put Jerry Jones on the phone. So I think that was <laughs> that was pretty dope. That's why were they black? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. God, God, God. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> somebody out there hate. It's because his daddy was a scout. Yeah, you know it. Okay, you know, I was starting most of the season. I got hurt. Anyway, if my father was a scout, I would she you know where I'd be. Yo, if you if you had a, a Will Levis situation or or someone else where you thought you were gonna get drafted that day and you got your girl there with you and you don't get drafted, are you like kinda like Hooking her under the elbow a little bit, like don't, don't stay with me now. Don't, don't, the way don't my per, the way my personality type is, and this is weird as fuck, right? But I do shit solo. Cause you know when you first grinding for some shit, don't nobody really be helping you, right? And then if you really about it, you're gonna be grinding by yourself most of the time, right? And they're not gonna under, understand the experience. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So I, I I can't wait for it to be that one player that was like, you know what, man, fuck y'all. I love y'all, but you niggas didn't believe in this. Mama, <laughs> you dropped me off at two practices, bitch. Pop, <laughs> nigga, I didn't start fucking with you till I was a junior in high school, nigga. <laughs> I'm doing this whole shit by myself. Goat. It's going to be one solitary love chair 
in the lobby of a Motel 6, <laughs> I'm a, and I'm doing this shit by myself. When is somebody going to keep it real? Because if you don't get drafted, it's going to be them same motherfuckers looking around you like Will Levitz. Is that his name? Yep. And them is going to be the people talking the most shit. <laughs> With the 25th pick in the NFL draft, the Los Angeles Rams select Craig Smith. You sit in the chair at the hotel. Thumb wrestling myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. Hey, how y'all doing? Is this my dissertation? This is my dissertation? Okay, cool. Look, man, I got here by myself. God, God, God. <laughs> That's going to be my speech. I would never do that, but I'm saying there's got to be somebody out there like that. I hope. I hope I hope to see that. That's does that raise red flags if he's just like, hey man, fuck my family, right. fuck everybody, man. It's all me. It's all me from day one till day nineteen, baby. Of course it raises red flags, but let's not act like the NBA and other professional sports don't gear their imagery and their marketing towards black kids that come from broken homes. They want to attract impoverished kids and make sports their dream because. It it's 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 an investment that they don't have to they don't have to pay much on. I feel that they just sell a dream to a four year old whose mother's on crack and never met his father. This is how I get out of this fucked up situation. Be like Michael Jordan. Look at all these Lamborghinis. Look how these niggas walking to you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel that. That that's real. That's why I never went to the NBA. It's a self cultivating <laughs> investment. Imagine having some uh, your game so tight. You can say something to somebody, and they leave you and go work on themselves when they're all together. You don't have to invest in that at all. You don't have to give them no money. You don't have to give them no instruction. You just sell a dream so cold that it makes a nigga look at his life and be like, you know what, my shit sucks. I want that. Damn. See you in 18 years. Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> and then I'm on some bullshit right no, that, now. No, that's, man, I'm, that's, why I, that's why I didn't go to the NFL or the NBA. I wasn't going to be a part of the system. You understand me? Fuck the system. Yeah. They're selling dreams. I stopped dunking and everything. With that said, congratulations to all the dudes who got drafted. I'm just fucking around with y'all. I'm proud of y'all. Anytime I see a black man succeed or any man succeed, it brings a smile to my face. Just understand this to all you regular niggas like me and Todd. There's a new crop of young niggas that are more attractive than you, richer than you, and they're everything that you failed to be. Treat your woman right. Because she might run across one of these niggas. <laughs> She might run across one of these niggas that, I don't know. Where would your woman run into an NFL nigga? At a football game, hopefully. Anything <laughs> else is inappropriate. See, I, yeah. That sucks as a regular man. Every year we watch multiple drafts. Right. We watch tall, muscular niggas uh, get richer than us immediately. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How fucked up is that to meet a nigga and a minute later you know he's a hundred times more valuable than you. That's crucial. NFL niggas, NBA niggas, NHL white boys. Yeah. Uh, what else? NHL black dudes. NHL black they, dudes. They, they, they getting paid too, shit. All these dudes are younger than us, more attractive than us, and uh, fuck them. Next topic. <laughs> the, the, the NFL. My bad. Hold on. The NFL. Uh, we're going to do some facts on the NFL. Do you guys know that the first NFL draft was in 1938. Damn. There was 81 player go down. That was there 80 81 players selected? It was Go back up. It's back up. The other way, yeah, to the top. To the top. 
Oh, there it is. Yeah, 20. Okay, but I'll go up more. All right, cool. 1936, I apologize. And the reason that the NFL draft was put into effect is because the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, Burt Bell, um, was, you know, his team at the time was a was a failing team. Okay. And he look he needed a way to make it fair for the for the for the teams at the bottom of the totem pole when it came to recruiting players. Okay. okay. So he came up with the draft system so this this so the talent disparity wouldn't be so large. Okay. So he he brought this to the league in 1935. Uh, the proposal was accepted, and by 1936, we had the first inaugural NFL draft. The first draft was way different than it is now. How different? There was no fans, and it was in the lobby of a Ritz-Carlton hotel. Okay. In the lobby. There was 90 players in the first draft. But there was no formal scouting agencies or no way to scout players. So they were drafting niggas straight out the newspaper. <laughs> they would go over stats of players from the season in college football and draft the person with the best stats. Now, given they did have executives that would go out to some games, a large part of the draft was just based on shit they read in the newspaper. Wow. 81 of the 24 of 81 players chose a regular job over being in the NFL because it paid more. The number one pick in the 1936 draft was a man named Jay Billinger. He played at the University of Chicago. He turned down playing in the NFL as the number one pick in the draft so he could work as a career salesman selling foam and rubber. <laughs> and that was making more than the NFL? That's crazy. That's super crazy. Yo. That's super crazy. Yeah, only 24 of the 81 players chosen actually went on to play in the NFL? That's that's wild. Right. I mean, you know, I think I probably would have. Imagine looking back, you know, being 85, watching the NFL, like, I could have been a part of that. But instead, I was selling some shit that they don't even make no more. <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah, that's some wild shit. I was selling rubber duckies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the rage, rubber, rubber, rubber duckies. selling rubber duckies. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. It's our Jerry segment, man. Shout out to the God. Uh, Jerry Springer, man, you put more bullshit in uh, black people's mind than we could afford. But fuck it, we're going to make the best of this. <laughs> Gone way too soon. This is our new Jerry segment. Now, on Jerry Springer, a lot of times the audience would uh, stand up and ask a question that was funny or roast. So this is our way of asking you questions, and we want you guys to respond in the comments, man, and we'll talk right back to you. Um, so here's a few questions we have for the audience. And I want a real solid answer. Yeah. We're just going to go back and forth till we come up with a bunch of questions. Ready, Todd? I'm ready. Give me a, my question is this answer below. If you were at the NFL draft, you were an NFL prospect. Would you rather be at the draft location or would you rather be at home with family and friends? Would you rather be at the location with all the hoopla, Roger Goodell and all of that? Or would you rather be at home with the family and friends when your name gets called? Answer oh, below. That's a great question. I got another question for you. Please answer in the comments below. We love you for it. If you were a professional athlete and you had a racist coach, but you knew he was the best coach for the job, would you play for him or request a trade? Because, look, everybody that's racist, you ain't got to like me. It's some racist people that are smart. 
If you a top tier player and you knew your coach was racist, but y'all would win with him being the head coach, would you stay or request a trade? My question is this. If you knew your coach was racist, would you play for him or would you choke him like Latrell Sprewell? Put it down in the comments below. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, man, what we're going to do is every question that, that's answered, we're going to read that on the next episode. We may even call in and have you call in and talk to you about your answer. But our goal is to interact with you guys as an audience. Please answer the questions. If I owe you something, get it from God. God, God, God. <laughs> also, man, just to round out the sports shit, uh, the, Warriors eliminated the, uh, the Warriors eliminated the Kings. Oh, front row 40. Hey, man, Steph Curry is probably the most important basketball player to a team that there's ever been. Um, he put him on, the back, on his back. He put him on his fucking back, man. Steph Curry, man. He is him. He might be the goat of point guarding. What do you think? I think that he is the goat of point guarding to me. I mean, he's the greatest shooter ever. He has base <laughs> of the league. Potential. He's somebody that the, that the league can market. He talks shit. He backs it up. He told the people at at the Kings uh, Arena, because, you know, the Kings got that beam. They hit that button, and the, and the beam go up like the Luxor. Right. He dropped 50 on them and told them, hit the button. Hit the button. <laughs> he is him. He might be the most important player in league history. I mean, we got the Michael Jordans, the Magic Johnsons, but he's done some things that are incredible. When... When the Warriors were purchased in 2009, they were purchased for $450 million. Dang. Right? Money. Today, do you know what the Warriors are worth as a franchise? I have no idea. $7 billion. Damn. Steph Curry $7 billion? is the only reason the Warriors are worth $7 billion. In the history of the Warriors, they've had players who are naturally more talented than Steph. They had Nate Thurman. That was the first black player that ever played for the Warriors. Shout out to Nate Career Thurman. high, 36 points in a playoff game. Nate Thurman? Nate Thurman. Ooh. And even though he was the first black player in the history of the franchise drafted in 1962, he's still not more important than Steph Curry. Nah, not the chef. Steph Curry has 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 done something that I've never seen before in the history of the franchise. He may be one of the only players that is as valuable or more valuable than the franchise is. Absolutely. If the Warriors are worth seven billion dollars, Steph should be worth seven billion dollars. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, Steph. Here's the, here's the thing. He makes even other people around him famous. You know his wife's name, right? Right. What's Michael Jordan's wife's name? See? Nigga Wanda is his mom. Wanda. That's his wife? Juanita is his first wife. Juanita is his mama. Oh. Juanita is his, his first wife. But yeah, I'm with Todd. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, what's, what's Curry's name? Yeah, see? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But we know Aisha Curry. We follow her on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he, that's how marketable he is. We want to know what his what his wife is doing. But I've never seen a player. Uh, you know, I, I made a comment a couple weeks ago about how um, 
how gambling or sports, I feel like sports exist for gambling. And I feel like that the reason that the Warriors are worth so much is because in the world of gambling, the winner gets you the more consistent odds to win money. So I feel like that's calculated into the value of a team is what it does in the uh, in in the realm of in the market of betting, right? Because you get more sure bets, which equals more finance. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. For an entire industry, but there's other things that Steph present uh, Steph Curry's presence has affected that makes him the goat. Do you know the Warriors made a league financial? Uh, uh, they set a record in the history of the league for having 150 million dollars from arena in arena sponsorships for one year. Damn. That's just an arena sponsorships. The names on the floors. The when you go into the arena, the names over. You know what I'm saying? Right. He got 150 million as an NBA record, and that's all because of the presence of the chef. The chef. Do you know the leg? Do you know the that the Warriors set a a, a record for? Uh, premium seating, box seats, tickets to games. They generated $250 million from ticket sales That's for fire. home games. That's fire. This nigga disagreeing with me. <laughs> that is fire. Is that fire? But this is why it's fire, because they made $150 million on arena sponsors and $250 million on seating. Bro, This that's this last year. They bought they bought the team for four fifty in twenty nineteen, so they made four hundred million of four the four fifty they initially invested just off niggas buying tickets to game and sponsorships for inside the arena. I disagree, Craig. Why is that, man? Because <laughs> I agreed last time. You got attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Todd. <laughs> Steph Curry makes me look at the type of friend I am. And I say, I need to improve. I need to learn more so I can help my homies like they help me. I need more gifts, more talents that are equal to uh, to the chef's shooting ability because since he's gotten there, it's been nothing but a financial blessing for everybody around him, teammates, arena, city, everything. This nigga should have his own holiday in Oakland, bro. <laughs> bro, Draymond Green is not a $100 million player Without Steph Curry. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. I think Draymond anywhere else in the NBA could be coming off the bench. Bro, Wiggins is 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 a bust without Steph Curry. Because he was a bust without Steph Curry before he got there. That's I a don't fact. think Clay has the career he had without Steph. Clay has taken more open shots in the his, in the history of the league. I mean, he's taken more open shots than any other two guard. Probably other than John Paxton or whoever played along. You know what I mean? No, well, that's Jordan was a two guard. He, he's taking more <laughs> open shots than any two guard in the history of the league. That's because of Steph. And even what you were saying about betting, it made me think that it, he's a sure bet, whether you're betting with him or against him. Right. Because he's small enough for you to be like, man, somebody can beat him. Right. But he's good enough for you to be like, you know what? I, I want to roll with him because he's not going to miss that shot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think we're underestimating this man's greatness. From 2009 to 2023, the Warriors have went from 450 million to 7 billion. Do you remember how bad the Warriors used to be? Garbaggio. They used to be they was bad before Baron Davis got there with the Believe team. They had to believe like we believe that was just their that was their slogan. Right. We believe something may happen. Right. Then even then after he left with the Monte Ellis era and all that, that bad. 
Then Steph comes in, and these people, they are champions, best record in the NBA, uh, pulling Kevin Durant, making, making a motherfucker like Kevin Durant. The, the 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 star of a team that they going up against. But man, I need to play with these brothers. Man, That's all Steph Curry. He's changed the game. Look, I mean, he's not the most talented warrior ever. There's been warriors that have more talent, but they're not as good. You, you know, Will Chamberlain well, scored 100 points as a Philadelphia warrior. That's true. 100 points is a lot. That's he scored 100 points in one game. And the team was still worth the same amount of money the following day. <laughs> does your does your center still start after somebody scored a hundred points on him? No, it would take him. Uh, it would take a whole season for me to realize. Oh, this motherfucker is just better than anybody on the planet. <laughs> I, I would never give somebody that much credit in my initial meeting them and seeing them play. Right. Because your ego always comes into play. When a motherfucker is as good as Will Chamberlain, like, man, I play a lot of basketball, nigga, okay? <laughs> I played uh, everywhere. Royal, Royal Oak Park, Pasadena High School, El Manis, Pomona's, uh, Philadelphia. I used to live in New York when I was a kid. My dad was in the military. I played all these places, and there's no way there's a nigga that exists that can score 100 on me. Not on me. So I know it's not a nigga that's be scoring 100 on you. What you saying? You ain't no man? (laughs) 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 If it takes you to the end of the season to figure out that he's just better than everybody, how many times are you going to pick up that phone and be hey, man, you want to come back to the team? I'm sorry I cut you. I thought that you was just trying. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. But no, yeah, you know, I I would, you know, Will was just a different, on a different level, completely different level. Yeah, he was. Couldn't shoot like Steph. Nah, he couldn't shoot like him at all. But <laughs> Steph's shooting, Steph's shooting transcends the position. It's not just the best shooting point guard. He's the best shooter in the history of the game. Your Reggie Millers, your Ray Allen's, all of that. Yeah. Dryzen Petrovich. I agree. You know, a guy who needs more credit for Steph Curry's success is Mark Jackson. Absolutely. He was the perfect coach for a young black point guard imparted some crazy jewels on him. The man needs more respect. Yes. There's no way that he should have been fired from that job in 2012 because of the word of a stripper. Mm. Look, all these niggas got side women, man. They rich. Supposedly, he got fired because this woman had naked pictures of her and Mark, and she tried to extort him with these pictures like, Four or five, uh, four or five years after they happened, and that's why he got fired as the coach. Damn, he was man. That's crazy. He needs a team. I, he needs Mark. There's no reason why Mark Jackson shouldn't be coaching in the NBA. You see what he did with Steph Curry, right? Because because he was a a young black point guard making it happen back in the day. Mark Jackson can relate. Mark Jackson should, should be able to say, "Hey, man, Steve Curry, you you wasn't as good as me, bro." Right. I did this. Okay. <laughs> I did this. I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Look at our stats against each other. Who you, who would you rather play for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs more credit. And another player that needs more credit is Latrell Sprewell. The landlord. Look, he showed you guys what it could have been. Latrell Sprewell was the player that made you realize in Oakland that we could possibly be something. Right. Because if y'all would have got Steph before Latrell, y'all wouldn't have known what to do with Latrell. When Steph got hurt <laughs> two, two, three seasons in, or uh, with Steph, if he would have got hurt two seasons in with no Latrell, y'all would have traded him. He would have been a – you know who they, they would have traded him to the Utah Jazz? Yeah, he would have been. And then he, they would have ran him out the league in Utah. 
with no Latrell Sprewell choking his coach. So for those of y'all who don't know, Latrell Sprewell was they was y'all first pick, 92, played from 92 to 98. His time with the team couldn't have ended in a more terrible way. Though <laughs> though it did, uh, he basically, I'm talking like, uh, uh, what the fuck is that nigga name? I can't think. <laughs> I'm talking Sanford. like Jesse Jackson right now. <laughs> Though there was nothing there that you could see. Um, <laughs> he was suspended in 98 for choking his coach, P.J. Carlissimo. Without a failure of a player like Latrell Sprewell, <laughs> you wouldn't have known how to treat a star like Steph Curry. What, what could transpire? You know how bad your team got to be if you got to choke the, the coach? For you to choke the coach. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Call a different play. Oh, yeah. you all okay? <laughs> we down by forty. <laughs> That's up. funny as fuck. Yeah. PJ <laughs> Carlissimo was a cold dude, right? He was he was a yeller and a disrespecter. He was. That's why he got choked. But anyway, yeah, he got choked. Steph Curry isn't appreciated enough. I tried to get you as much props as I could in one show without sounding like a sucker. But my dude, you are the greatest point guard that has ever played basketball now. Yes, it's indeed. unquestionable. 50 points in a game, seven? Yeah. What is he, 14 years into his career? Out there crap. My guy, what you learn from Steph Curry is that if you work hard, you can do the most without the most talent. Oh, I wanted to ask you something. Um, since you're a, 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 a former basketball player, how do you feel about the Dylan Brooks situation? Specifically what part? Specifically him saying LeBron's too old, he, I poked the bear. I ain't scared of him until he drops forty. Till somebody gives me forty, and he dropped forty. I don't respect him. Oh no, he he dropped twenty two. No, no, they 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 put the the Memphis Grizzlies out and won by forty. LeBron yeah. gave him that forty. He did. Hey, shout out to LeBron. <laughs> Here's my thing as a hooper. I sometimes I played against players, especially when I got old, older, eighteen and over, who were who were better than me, and I would talk shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is this, like, if it's a nigga on your team and he, you're, you know, and he's, you got to be able to counter what LeBron is bringing to the table mm -hmm. to talk shit. Right. So if I'm guarding a player and he's way faster than me and I know it's tough for me to stick, in, you know, stay in front of him, I'm not going to talk the same shit I would if I had a player on my team that was as fast as him that could guard him. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Shit talking works when you can get the person with the, with the higher level of talent to come down to your level. Your level, yep. Or you have something to counteract what he's capable of. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And Dylan Brooks, you ain't bringing enough to the table. There's no counter. He's 40, but he's still the best player on the, on the court when you guys play. So you 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 a nigga that think you getting a victory because he averages twenty eight and you held him to twenty five, but where's the where's the thirty we need from you to win by five? You Damn. don't have it. Shut up. Shut up. I don't know why I got loud for that. You should have got loud though because he didn't even show up to the press. You didn't to the press show conference. up to the press conference. You're a coward. <laughs> Straight coward, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> and you know who should have got choked out was you, not P.J. Carlissimo, Latrell Sprewell. I got $100 if you find Dylan Brooks and you choke him on camera because I know them Sprewell wheels ain't selling like they used to. <laughs> oh my God. And I know you probably need the money because the wheels don't keep spinning when the car stops like it used to. 
Remember when every rapper would say the car stop and the wheels keep spinning? It's free will spinning. Well, they ain't spinning no more, Nick. They ain't spinning. <laughs> if, the, if the Memphis Grizzlies, you see on the news, the, the Memphis Grizzlies make a free agent sign in Latrell Sprewell, you know some shit going down. Yeah, he coming back. <laughs> Just a joke. <laughs> he gonna have, then they're going to get a glove deal. Say this motherfucker uh-huh. got a spike glove deal, man. He is... <laughs> He gonna get a choke out glove deal with 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 with, with Bluetooth speakers, <laughs> and they play Rocky theme music while you choking. Y'all got a new series dropping. S O S. Stand up on the spot. It's the only freestyle comedy hour done with the participation and questions of audience members. Please purchase your pre-sale tickets and get access to those specials. If I owe you something, get it from God. God, God, God. It's on the spot. Is there? Specials on the spot. Man, um, <laughs> shout out to the Golden State Warriors and, and Front Row 40 out there for winning that series. Man, Steph Curry dropped 50. He dropped 50 of them things on De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, everybody told De'Aaron Fox, he up and coming. He out there. Steph Curry said, yo, I'm putting 50 out here on your head because I'm the best point guard to ever play the game. Better than Isaiah Thomas, can shoot better than Magic Johnson. Uh, he can. <laughs> that <laughs> Yo, was wild. He, he got he got way more way more handles than Isaiah. Now can we be can 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 we be honest about the Isaiah Thomas handles? <laughs> Did everybody be ranting and raving about them them nineteen eighties handles. He he went to the ground. He's still dribbling on his knees, <laughs> and then he stand back up. No razzle-dazzle regular chest pass, man. Get that out of here, man. Steph got handles for real. That 80 shit, that shit. <laughs> oh, I remember I remember, I remember, being at a, uh, you know, Magic Johnson, Midsummer Magics. You know what I'm saying? You went to that shit? Hell yeah. They, they, bro, I'm going to tell you this. They had the best dunk contest there at them motherfuckers. Like, I remember Trey... Uh, Corey Maggetti was out there. Vince Carter. They was all. They was doing some next level shit that they wasn't even doing at the dunk contest. But I remember one year Isaiah Thomas was dribbling and he did that old go down like slide on the on the ground shit and the crowd stood up. Whoa! <laughs> he got up. <laughs> did that curly knee? <laughs> Everything with just the right hand. <laughs> he just <laughs> and the motherfuckers going crazy. Ain't no left. So, yeah, man, shout out to Steph Curry, man. He did his thing out there, man. 50 points, greatest point guard. If you Man, the NFL draft went down, man. Oh, it was crazy. Yo, shout out to uh, Bryce Young. Pasadena's in the house. Dina, what up? Man, I can't imagine being somebody like uh, Will Livett where he was sitting there thinking he was going to get drafted. In the first round, he's got his mama there. He got the – I don't know if that was his sister. One of them was his girlfriend. And, hey, he's sitting there and didn't even get drafted. The whole night, he's sitting there holding the phone because, you know, you wait for the call from coach. He's holding the phone, waiting, like, it ain't ringing. Is somebody, is somebody, is y'all texting right now? Is y'all blocking it? Y'all must be blocking it. Don't be using the phone too much around me. Y'all blocking the signal. I'm waiting for the coach to call. I'm waiting for the coach to call. They came over there and told his ass, man, they hit him one of them. <laughs> we better start cleaning up around here, bro. Um, you know. <laughs> the motherfucking security came over there to him like, um, what y'all finna do, man? <laughs> hey, getting kind of sleepy, man. Finna go head on to the bed, bro. You wanna leave? Man, that's crazy. But the draft, I would wanna be there. I would definitely wanna be in the building 
when they call my name. I want to stand up like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they give me my hat. I want to do the shirt open with the with the uh, with the bling chain popping. They probably don't even call it bling no more. But hey, I'm out there with the shirt popping. I don't want to be at the house with. Well, you going to the rim? You going to the rim, girl? You out there? Nah, nah, nah. I want to be out there with the rest of the people that's on TV. For real. For real. You know what I'm saying? I always want to be at an NFL draft party, though. Like, when somebody's about to get drafted and be not even related to the person, just somebody just kind of there. And then when he get drafted, be the first one to, to greet him. Well, we did it, baby. You know what I'm saying? We out there. Oh, we on. Who is this? <laughs> what position would you have got drafted at in the NFL? In the NFL, hopefully kicker. Because I do not want them big motherfuckers tackling me. This <laughs> <laughs> shit is all for the game so you catch the ball. No, <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't want no parts of that. Just let me kick the rock. That's what I should have did in high school. I should have just been a kicker. You know what I'm saying? I could have I could have made that. Because you don't got to – I think I thought that I had to go to, like, a UCLA or something like that, a big college. I could have went to Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking, you know what I'm saying? Get my little – he get the ball 25 yards down the field. We're at Division II college. We ain't really kicking like that. Man, every nigga think they can fight, man. Every man got, like, a something that make them shadow box just – <laughs> For me, it's whenever I eat an edible, I'm fighting. Ah, 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 ah. I just get to fighting and shit. No, because as the older we get, the less shit we got to fight about. You know what I'm saying? So we just try to keep that fighting as his old men. Right? But niggas don't never really block. You know? <laughs> niggas be just punching with their chin out. <laughs> You got to duck and bob and weave and move. Anyway. Do that make the punch go faster and harder? Does every nigga make that sound? You be like two sounds ahead of the punch. Put out the sound and see. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it don't work. <laughs> it don't work. <laughs> Niggas don't make sound effects with other ways to hit people. You don't ever hear nobody kicking a sound effect. Mock! 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 It's only with the. Sa, 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 sa. Never with the feet though. Mang! <laughs> Not even with the elbows. Ting! <laughs> ting! 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 <laughs> we only make sound effects with the fist. <laughs> <laughs> NFL draft. Oh, yeah. What's the boy's name again? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Shout out to Bryce Young from my hometown, Pasadena, California. Yeah. From Jackie Robinson to Bryce Young. Go on, do your thing, man. This is a city where that don't really happen all the time. <laughs> we put up a. <laughs> We put a lot of people on, but they bang bloods and fuck it up for themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Niggas I know from Pasadena that could have been great professional athletes, but they banging bloods. I don't know what it is about where I'm from where niggas get a million-dollar opportunity and start banging bloods. Ha, 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 ha. 
That's a fight you ain't got to fight, nigga. <laughs> Don't get a meal and start banging blood. <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Look, Steph, Steph Curry is the most important athlete to a franchise in the history of ball. I said it. Right now, the Chicago Bulls are worth $3 billion. Right now, Steph Curry had – what's Michael Jordan play for the Bulls? I think the Lakers are worth $4 billion or $5 billion. But the Golden State Warriors, Warriors are worth $7 billion. Why is that impressive? Because the year or either the year or year before Steph Curry got drafted, the Golden State Warriors <laughs> – that little act out shit got me tired. <laughs> Fuck y'all, nigga. I'm tired. And gonna wind it in the motherfucker. The Golden State <laughs> <laughs> The Golden State Warriors, when Steph Curry got drafted, was worth $450 million. Now they're worth $7 billion. Wow. That upgrade is amazing. I feel like if the team is worth that stuff should be worth that. There should be an insurance an athlete can put on themselves where they can calculate what their play does to the value of teams. Mm. And they should be able to collect some sort of revenue from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Nigga, the Warriors, they best player before him. Okay, I'll give Will Chamberlain, take him out. Nate Thurman, you niggas don't even know who he is. But besides Will Chamberlain and Nate Thurman, you have Latrell Sprewell. Your best player in franchise history choked his coach out. I'm pretty sure that's an event that took away from the value of the franchise. I'm pretty sure they went from being worth $300 million to $298 million at least with players choking their coaches. How you going to organize a team with niggas scared to coach the players? Niggas showing up to practice. Ha 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 ha. ha, 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 ha. What you say, coach? <laughs> no, I didn't hear you, nigga. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That's the fights you ain't got to fight. <laughs> I bet you Latrell was banging blood. <laughs> he might be from Pasadena. <laughs> What's up, y'all? God, God, God. Make sure you pick up that Chill Withers Cluster B project. Pre orders on sale May 5th. Look, man, also comment down low. What comedian entertainer do y'all want to see on the show fucking with the crew? If I owe you something, get it from God. God, God, God. Ah, the chill never with us. That's a thing. Niggas all around me, few of them lifeguards that probably wanna drown me. Watch me swim. I bet on missions. Not that I gamble on shambles, but we know bitches. Yeah, we know bitches. She be with me, him and her, and drug dealers selling that funny white. You know that real Bill Burr. Foil me with loyalty, still kill purr. Get your bell rung, you held on the fleet field fur. I don't know who loves me, I just know who shoves me And who won't plug me, cause it'll be too lovely And evil's first I'm at a bar as my avatar Cause even in the metaverse, I'm still a star I'm digital cool, I'm into the moon Boss some property, you'll open sea Passwords don't need a key Bloggers become hackers, decentralizing factors My money got my face on NFT I'm digital cool 
siege monstrosities, 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 You hate criticism. You let a man cartwheel and punch you and said you wasn't living with him. They show out around you, won't do a thing about it. Thugging and harmonizing. Watch them sing about it. You have a white mind. You think blacks are lazy and mixing Kool-Aid with they white wine. And that's the thing about it. Can't even talk to you. Ghost of a real nigga. Watch me walk through you. You fight your girl, man. Cuss out the mail, man. Go to jail and become a trail van. And that's the thing about it. God dropped you a breath, man out the sky. Said, take this. And I think about you it. You a bitch, ninja. You a bitch, ninja. You know what you do. Probably fuck around and try to kick ninja. You a bitch, ninja. You a bitch ninja. You know what you do. Probably fuck around and try to kick ninja. You a bitch ninja. You a bitch ninja. You know what you do. Probably fuck around and try to kick ninja. You a bitch ninja. You a bitch ninja. You know what you do. Probably fuck around and try to kick ninja. I'm telling you, he's trained. And I know what you'll say. You run way back over there and say shit's happening today. The money, the ops, the drop. But I ain't no dope dealer and I ain't running from no cops And why should I? I'm so hard to find A spy had to hire a private eye Cause I'm a private guy Nobody knows where I live Not even my kids They have stains on their hearts It's blood on the bib Your mother went against my wishes Aside from high She was good for the What's going on everybody? This is your player partner and fellow Craig Factor Dwayne A.K.A. Dad Media Man, this nigga look like a dusty Cadbury egg. <laughs> you roundhead bitch. <laughs> nigga, you look like an Amish Rick Ross. <laughs> nigga, you, you push your horse and buggy, you fat fuck. <laughs> look, I got a special offer for you guys today, exclusively for my Craig Factors. Go over to my website, www.dabmediadesign.com. Again, that website's going to be www.dabmediadesign.com where you can get all your exclusive videography, photography, and graphic design services. All you have to do is go to my website, click on the booking tab, and I can have your services as quickly to you as one business day. So come on over to the site where we'll get you right, and hopefully I'll be seeing you soon. Peace. What? I have a network. It's called the Comedy Press. It's where comedians give their take on the world while doing stand-up. We also have a bunch of different podcasts on the network. All you have to do is download the Caffeine app and subscribe to the Comedy Press. Just click that link below. God, God, God. God, God, God. Man, when the last time you've been to a rap concert? Damn, last time I've been to a rap concert, that was... Fuck that. What's the first you ever been to? The first one I ever been to was MC Hammer, uh, <laughs> <laughs> MC Hammer, Boys the Men, and all together? Yeah, yeah. Was, so who opened for who? Oh, Boys the Men was opening for MC Hammer. Once MC Hammer hit the stage, it was down the left, baby. <laughs> oh, so you went to a hammer. Please, hammer, hammer don't, don't hurt him. <laughs> you had on hammer pants? Wow. Yeah, I did. You you had to. <laughs> <laughs> the only, it's the only way to go. Where was the concert at, bro? It was in, I think it was like at the Forum or something. It was in L.A. I didn't travel for it. I was a kid. That was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't on a date? <laughs> I could just be in hammer, Oregon. With a hammerette? <laughs> in Oregon with a hammerette. <laughs> Hold on, your parents would actually take you to concerts? My parents never did such a thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I had such a basic entertainment upbringing. I just played uh, peewee sports, nigga, but I never went to no concerts. No, I had a, I had an extravagant. 
That was yeah. the Cosby show shit you was on. Yeah, I had an extravagant entertainment uh, experience. My mom was with a publicist, so we we heard the music first. We went to concerts like that and shit, and we you know it seemed it was normal to us. It right. wasn't even a big deal. Really? Yeah, my, my man's like, oh, you going to that concert? Yeah, man, oh, you I got haters go. in junior high, elementary. Man. Because niggas thought you go. was lying. They did think, they definitely thought I was lying. You've been to Michael Jackson house, huh? My, my brother, I didn't, I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to go. For those of y'all don't know, in Pasadena, for some reason, they would always, at either the boys club or some, some, what was it that had niggas going to Michael Jackson house? Man, oh. I don't know what, I don't know what it was, but they, they asked me if I wanted to go, and I told them I didn't want to go. <laughs> well, it's probably them Hammer fans. Because <laughs> you remember at the time they had beef. Yeah, I do remember that. Hammer and MJ was supposed to battle. battle. They were supposed to battle, and I had Hammer. You remember there was a video There was a video where James Brown, yeah, Michael Jackson had, I think it was Michael Jackson's video, and, and he had James Brown up in there, and they was, they was going at, like, kind of going at Hammer. Right. A little sneak dissing. Wait, Hammer? Wait, wait James what? Brown this Hammer? Yeah. I never knew. James yeah. Brown was in Hammer's video. Well, then ha- well then James Brown was dissing Michael Jackson there. Either way, either way, one of them had James Brown in the video, and he James was sneak Brown. dissing the, uh, the other motherfucker. Because they were supposed to battle. You remember what? they were supposed you to battle? They were supposed to battle. This is a real yeah. thing. It's a real thing. You Who need to come with right facts. because Hey, I for those of y'all watching. <laughs> yeah. That, I can't. I didn't have my headphones. I didn't uh, know you was talking. I remember distinctly that James Brown was in MC Hammer. Video. Look it up. Who's whose video was he in? Was he in Hammers oh. or Michael Jackson's? Either way, it was like, oh, you the man. How now. do you beef with a nigga forty five years older than you? It was about dancing. Like right now, what if you? <laughs> it was about dancing. What if your adversary, your biggest enemy, was eighty one. And he was talking about he could dance better than me. I got to take that bet. What's up? You What's happening? <laughs> Let's do it. Name the time and the place, motherfucker. I'll be you there. He want all fades if your enemy is. <laughs> 40 years older than you. Yeah. Your number one enemy is. Let me see. Um, Uh-oh. See, I knew y'all made this shit up. Yeah, they, oh, there's not a video that exists. We're looking on the internet right now. There's no video that Michael says. Jackson video. MC Hammer was dissed by, I mean, uh, Michael Jackson was dissed by uh, Bobby Brown. don't hurt him, I think. I mean, Bobby <laughs> Brown, James Brown. <laughs> Bobby Brown's out there dissing. Too Legit to Quit video. Thank you. He was in the Too Legit, too legit to Quit video. Too legit, too legit to quit. Too legit, too legit to quit. Too legit, too legit to quit. Hey, hey. Too legit, too legit. Oh, that's what it is. Too legit, too legit to quit. What was your favorite Hammer, favorite Hammer song? Bro? It was Too Legit to Quit by far. Really? That was the one that got everybody out there see? Sweat, pumping all over my chest. Hey. I don't stop. I just press harder than I ever did before. You ever, man, what's the last time you heard Too Legit to Quit? Man, you turn that shit on and turn it up, you'll be pumped up. Oh, you fuck! How old you is? Hammer was Hammer was definitely something that it will never be done again. Never, <laughs> never, ever. never be a gangster dancer. Right, you, you, you understand? <laughs> They'll right. never be that again. That's a Michael Jackson video villain nigga. Like it's like my, <laughs> only a Michael Jackson videos. Do, does the toughest nigga have the best dance moves? <laughs> what happened to that era, man, of the toughest nigga being the best dancer? <laughs> Do you remember in the early 90s, you could get a bitch off of dancing and fighting? You yeah, definitely could. You didn't even have to fight. You could just dance. Yeah, dancing was the fight. Matter of fact, Michael Jackson wanted to smoke with a lot of people. You remember he almost caught the fade with uh, Wesley Snipes? What? Over what? In the bad videos. Y'all don't remember that? 
You uh-huh. ain't bad. You ain't nothing. Oh, Wesley wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker tried to take home Blade. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is pre-pubescence Blade. <laughs> this is seventh grade Blade. Now for the cameos, Michael Jackson had the best cameos in all his videos. Remember the time was the all time. Magic Cameo Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, how we fell in love? We were young and innocent then. Do you remember how we used to talk? We would Do you remember the whispering times? And I heard a good guy. Wow. In the back of my mind. Oh. you remember the time? <laughs> 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 we fell in love. There'll never be another like that. There'll never be a nigga who nobody really knew the words to his shit, but knew the words to his shit. Nigga. Fall off and fall back on. <laughs> You niggas ain't quoting Michael Jackson accurately, not at least not uh, confident in real confidence. You're guessing on a lot of this shit he was saying. <laughs> niggas is out here guessing on Michael Jackson lyrics, acting like they really know the shit. Right, Mama say Mama Sama Makusa. Makusa. People are saying I seen Makusa. I seen on the I seen on the internet where it said he said instead of saying Mama say Mama Sama Makusa, he said I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm not gonna stop. That's what I heard too. That's not true. I don't know. That's that's a mystery. I, yeah. The only person who really knows is no longer with us. Yeah, those days are over. Mega mega concert days are over. Michael Johnson. Michael. Michael Jackson. Johnson. <laughs> I've never been to a Michael Johnson concert. You talking about the runner? The one that raced Obi? Oh no, that had to be trash. That had to be a trash concert. <laughs> he didn't have a song. I'm gonna just run around. <laughs> Michael Jackson had whole cities at his shit. Yes. Dangerous cities, too. He was in Bucharest one time. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, when it was cracking. Where's where that at? Transylvania? Where's Bucharest? Bucharest is, uh, is somewhere somewhere by Saudi Arabia, I'm, I'm sure. Oh my Bucharest God. is where uh, Arabic niggas go to get sleep. <laughs> Bucharest. Bucharest. That's where Bucapone go to take a nap. <laughs> Bucharest over here. Bucharest, nigga. <laughs> okay, I spelled that wrong. Uh, Bucharest uh-huh. is located in the south in southeast of Romania. Right. On the banks of Mbatka River, less than 60 kilometers north of uh, the Danube River. Yeah. Close to close to Saudi Arabia, like I said. That's crazy how Michael <laughs> Jackson is now relegated to Google searches. Because this is fucking huge. There's never been any other nigga in Bucharest since. Right. I, I guarantee you, Steady Cell has never done a show there. Spice One. It's going Bumpy down Knuckles, tonight. Freddy Fox. Nigga. Uh, 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 Heavy uh, D. The, uh, the, what's the, the uh, 95 South. Never. <laughs> the butterfly, uh uh-uh, uh, that old. <laughs> never done, no other nigga has been to Bucharest. Not on stage for sure. Yeah. I bet you there's a background dancer that decided, I'm gonna hold back, I'm gonna stay here. I met that lady. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a village. <laughs> there's a village of, of Michael da- Jackson dancer uh, descendants <laughs> that was able to take that 100 grand they made for the Bucharest show. Start their own village in Bucharest. <laughs> Ain't nobody put nobody on like that, and, baby. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what's 
I'm a, I'm a hang back. <laughs> Mike has done shows. He's Mike has done shows in uh, in Roman cities. Mike came out to try to get him on the bus. You got to get on the bus, Lamont. I ain't going. I'm staying, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to stay back here. They love me here, Mike. I'm going to go and bring that hip-hop shit to Bucharest. They, they love me here, Mike. It don't feel like this in the States, brother. I know I came here with you. I know my visa is going to expire in a week. I know, nigga, but I think I'll be all right, man. I'm, I'm going to stay back here, man. They treat black people better here in Bucharest, Mike. I'm just saying. It's just I've been there for my whole life. I've never felt nothing like this. What about my family? Fuck my family. I'm staying back here in Bucharest, man. Take this note to my mama. Don't give that shit to my wife, though, Mike. Fuck that bitch. I'm going to stay back. This is a paradise here for black men. I'm telling you, they don't ask questions or nothing. You can beat women here in Bucharest. I can whoop my woman and she says sorry after I... In October 1st, I'm staying. I'm going to go ahead and hold back, Mike. What you say? <laughs> <laughs> Get on the bus, it was Lamont. October 1st, 1992. I remember that. The special? Read it. Can You can't read better than me, motherfucker. Read Who? it. Who? Huh? None of y'all. You, uh, we, you remember what happened on the last read-off? The special oh, received I, the I, highest I TV good. ratings uh. in the history of HBO, and Michael was honored with the Cable Ace Award. The Bucharest concert was performed on October 1st, 1992, and was broadcast live on radio and shown on TV for over 60 countries around the world, Craig. That shit was easy. Give me something, motherfucker. Um, Give me something I can read. Okay, right here. Easy. Organizers have already announced a performing artist, Wiz Khalifa, one of the most well-known artists in the world, Little Nas X, and international music phenomenon, Skrillex, a Grammy-winning DJ and producer. The Tech House duel tell of us, well-known DJ Alan Walker and Ian, one of Rom Romania's... Ro Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was almost, I was almost there, man. The monkey jumped on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I was, it was two words away, man. Sarah, your hey, turn, motherfucker. Hey, can you imagine if you lived in? Can you imagine if you lived in Bucharest and you've been going to concerts since Mike been out? Oh yeah. And Mike been, been rocking the house. He passed out and shit. And now Wiz Khalifa's coming. Oh my hey, man, God. this ain't the same. We go from Michael Jackson. <laughs> To Wiz Khalifa. Is this a fucking joke? At the concert with attitude. Hey, man. What the fuck, man? This shit ain't fun. <laughs> um, did That's you crazy. know that there is a Romanian hip-hop? Read it, Sarah. Uh-oh, yeah. Get out there with your bad this, ass. Just hand your business. <laughs> Romanian hip-hop first emerged in 1982 along with the breakdancing movement, which became very popular in the 1980s. However, Romanian hip-hop was developed in the early 1990s when American rappers hit the European charts. Jeez. Most notable Romanian hip-hop artists... Romanian, not Romanian! I said Romanian. Go ahead. Artists <laughs> 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 come from Bucharest, Romania's capital and largest city, and most notable trap from Craiovia and Bucharest. <laughs> the genre. Uh, mm, oh, the genre. The genre. <laughs> wow, that's wow. a nigga that don't rap no more. <laughs> right. The genre. The genre. What, what was the song again? <laughs> 
Degenerate. Degenerate, man. Degenerate. Oh, you talking about it? You talking classic man? Classic man. I look this way because I'm on the wrong old-fashioned man. Classic man. That motherfucker was a classic man for two summers. And they got one. Yeah, nigga. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely classic now. It's over with. That's how you make sure you're a classic man. I'm dropping one thing and I'm through. And, oh, but he was on an episode of Insecure. Insecure. Insecure? Insecure. Oh, man. Wow. Talk about something never coming out. <laughs> Slim Shady has a show. Insecure. Insecure. It's about uh, the awkwardness of Eminem being around other black rappers. <laughs> Show about M being secure. M secure. M Shakur. Wouldn't that be crazy if Tupac and Eminem was related? Oh, that'd be fire. Would that kill Pac's credibility? No, that just means his papa was a Rolling Stone. What if they had the same daddy? That's what I'm saying. His daddy that went over there to Detroit got with a white woman. Could Tupac have dated a white girl and still be the same motherfucker? He did. I'm talking about. Well, we didn't know he was fucking Madonna back then, did we? I thought we did. I mean, I wasn't there. I wasn't, you know. Damn, did he? I don't know. Could he have kept the same thing if he like was seriously dating like just a, a regular white woman? Like, yeah, this right. Is, this is Rebecca, and I'm in love. West Side. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> West Side. <laughs> Y'all don't fuck with me on the West Side shit, right? Right. Because <laughs> he broke up with her because she was white. Wait a minute That's what now. He told her? That's what, Come on, did Tupac dump Madonna because she was white? You can read that right there. Of course, it's on Todd. Uh, did Tupac dump Madonna because she was white? The two dated in the mid nineteen nineties. Now that shit behind it, that's crazy. You gotta say it. <laughs> and and hashtag one fifty one. <laughs> a letter. Yeah. No, no. What is that next to the one? Uh, uh, Amberstand. No, semi semicolon. <laughs> yes. oh. oh, oh, that colon was semi. I, I thought it was a full colon. All right, semicolon dash dash. <laughs> a letter written by Tupac Shakur during his time in prison explains that he in the late he. I don't know what the fuck is going on. That that, no oh, it isn't. It's the. I just left the tee off. Mm. That the late legend dumped pop icon Madonna because she's white. Oh, this is crazy. Shakira and Madonna dated from 1993 to 1994, and the rapper's three-page confessional note to the singer dated January. Wow. Now, he didn't know he she was white when he first started dating her. <laughs> but wait a minute. <laughs> You're white? Oh, we nigga, got I to talk. this was J.D. Pickett cousin. I thought <laughs> this was Marsha Pickett, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> come, to find, come to find out, she's white. <laughs> That's interesting. That, he didn't want to be with her. Don't tell me Chelly's dating a white guy now. She is. She's dating a dude from Boy Meets World and not the one that was the star. Go up. His cousin. Go back. I didn't see her. I want to see because it was a picture of her with the dude. Oh, I don't. Oh no, this is that's Tupac. No, it was a picture below that though. Oh, it was probably advertisement or something. Okay, hey. But Chili is dating the, doc, the guy from Boy Meets World. Wow, Chili. all right, Chili. Great job. God, God, God. I got to piss. Bucharest, man. <laughs> I remember the. I remember the dance off beef between MC Hammer and Michael Jackson. Yo, they had a real who's the best dancer beef. And back in the 90s and shit, it was like, if it didn't happen, it just didn't happen. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you had to live with that. But I remember being like, man, Hammer going Hammer to get this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was team Hammer till uh, Michael Jackson went to Bucharest. 
That Bucharest, that's when he started doing some new popping. I'm telling you, if you really, if you really Michael Jackson been watching Michael Jackson, you knew when they, he hit that Bucharest concert, and was doing that different <laughs> shit. That's when the, he was really starting to pop lock and shit. He didn't, doing, the, <laughs> doing that shit. <laughs> you know when he incorporated that new shit? Oh, he's doing something. I like it. Michael Jackson do the most bullshit shit, and motherfuckers go crazy off of it. He know how to make it look good. <laughs> he know how, to, <laughs> know how to make this. Blasphemy. <laughs> Now, imagine I was doing that like Michael Jackson. Motherfucker being here going crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. Michael Jackson was in Bucharest. Probably the most dangerous concert. <laughs> you thought the concert in Cincinnati was dangerous when motherfuckers was outside with guns. Bucharest. <laughs> you might, Michael Jackson, probably moonwalk over a tripwire in that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Michael, the whole stage is booby trapped. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I wish I could dance like everybody wants to dance like Michael. Everybody, his motherfuckers ain't here. Craig would have gave up his basketball talents to dance like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Fuck a jump shot. This motherfucker moonwalking down Summit. Have you seen him? Was just mountain. This motherfucker made let me put a blinker on when he was moonwalking. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm pretty much astounded. At this next bit of news, I don't know how this nigga Wiz Khalifa was able to pull off a Michael Jackson S move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wiz Khalifa's a great artist. I love him. But performing in Bucharest, and the last nigga there was Mike, Matt, um, what's his name? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Why would you want to be the nigga to follow Michael Jackson? Wiz Khalifa following Michael Jackson? What the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? That's a job you don't take, man. Yeah. That's a job you don't take, man. That's like uh, after Rick Fox and Vanessa Williams breaking up, that's like Rick Rick Dayton counting Countess Vine next. <laughs> Who is this big face bitch you bringing over here, Rick? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Nigga, you don't date Countess Vaughn after uh, uh, Vanessa Williams? <laughs> you don't do, you know what I mean? That's weird, man. Oh, God. So I know them, I know they were at the concert just, who, who the fuck is this? Who is this man? Oh, shit. Claiming to be a star. <laughs> I have never heard of such music. <laughs> Grab the shotguns now. I know Wiz Khalifa was like, these motherfuckers don't know who I am. <laughs> nah, nigga, this is, about, this is the 12th song. Every time I put the mic to the audience, they don't know what the fuck to say. When I do this with the microphone, motherfuckers is supposed to sing my shit. It's quiet. Niggas ain't supposed to be inhaling when I'm, when I'm, niggas, repeat my shit. He was yelling, repeat my shit, nigga, come on. Come on, come on. Nigga, do they know my shit? Then the guy had to send some of his crew into the stadium <laughs> to try to get the shit started. <laughs> Daryl, tell him that part of the song. <laughs> that nigga passing out sheet music with the lyrics to his shit. <laughs> come on, I'm a nigga used to date Amber Rose. Y'all don't remember me? I kickbox now. I kickbox. 
That nigga start kickboxing on stage. Bow, bow, fa, fa, fa. All right, what's going on, y'all? It's the Craig Smith. Look, I got a couple different podcasts. Y'all been saying, when do they start? Where do I watch them? Well, look, Craig Facts is every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 6, sometimes 7. Then Monday through Thursday, I do Roast the Host podcast. Roast the Host is a podcast where you can call in via Discord and roast me personally, like we do on Roast Me. All you got to do is download that Discord, click the link, and you'll be brought into the podcast live. And check me out on Caffeine, Monday through Thursday, Roast the Host Morning Show. Check me out on YouTube, Craig Facts, Tuesdays, 4 to 6, Comedy Festivals. If you're an artist and you want to be involved in that next festival, click the link below, fill out the contact information, and we'll bring you into the studio so you can display your talent. God, God, God. Check it out, man. There was, uh, what's going on with Kendrick? Man, Kendrick Lamar's The Big Steppers Tour is now the highest grossing tour in hip-hop history. Highest grossing tour. That's crazy. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have ever guessed that. Man, it, it was out there cracking. It's uh, number one. Number two is Drake, Aubrey, and the Three Migos. Um, clearly, uh, uh, Drake and the Migos. Number three, Drake. <laughs> Drake and Future, Summer 16. Number four is Kanye West and Jay-Z, Watch the Throne. Number five is Kendrick Lamar again with Jam. And number six is Travis Scott, Astro World. Yo. Oh, wow. Yo, the Big Steppers tour, fire. I mean, I seen the video clips. I didn't get to see no real. When did this happen? This had to be last year, the Big, the big Steppers tour, when the Big Steppers just came out. I ain't going to lie. Kendrick is one of the greatest to ever do it, one of my favorite rappers. I... Was totally out the loop on the tour. That's how hard I've been grinding. Yeah, you've been up here at the Comedy Press doing your thing. Press but check it out, man. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Everything he gets, he deserves, man. Absolutely. You Fire know. album, too. But we had some fucking crazy tours when we were kids. Nigga, remember the Up and Smoke tour? Up and Smoke. It, the, all those did better than Up and Smoke? What? What the, the, Was yeah. that the B2K? B2K is hilarious. <laughs> you ever heard of Summer Jam, huh? <laughs> but I guess all the dates combined, I would have yeah. thought Jay-Z or Kanye Kanye or DMX would have that record. I'm very surprised to know that they're yeah. not even in the top five or six. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, Kanye had the floating stage and everything. I thought that was, you know, I would hate to spend all that money on a floating stage and not make top ten. But is is it like a difference between like the tour and like that, like the Rolling Loud thing, which is like separate? Like it's not yeah. their tour, but it's... Right. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I think it's individual artist tour, not like I, I, I don't believe it's a tour like a what do they call those tours when it's just a bunch of big headliners? A festival or something? Yeah, like that? I don't yeah, think I, that I, counts. I, I think they're just talking about individual artists, individual ticket sales, individual artists, individual, individual individuality, <laughs> individualism sales, <laughs> those types of sales. When you said individuality, it made me think of virtual reality. Y'all remember that video with Jamiroquai? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Jamiroquai. <laughs> I remember Jamiroquai, but not that video. <laughs> he was on the uh, on the uh, airport uh, walkway escalators, yeah. going across the, the shit. Hilarious. Jerry, 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 Jerry. It's our Jerry segment, man. Shout out to the God 
uh, Jerry Springer, man, you put more bullshit in uh, black people's mind than we could afford. But fuck it, we're going to make the best of this. <laughs> Gone way too soon. This is our new Jerry segment. Now, on Jerry Springer, a lot of times the audience would uh, stand up and ask a question that was funny or roast. So this is our way of asking you questions, and we want you guys to respond in the comments, man, and we'll talk right back to you. Um, so here's a few questions we have for the audience. And I want a real solid answer. Yeah. We're just going to go back and forth till we come up with a bunch of questions. Ready, Todd? I'm ready. Jerry, 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 Jerry. <laughs> if it's two lesbians fighting, is it domestic violence or a fade? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fade. This is just a, this is just a this is just a head up fade. <laughs> Nobody needs to go to jail. We just we just getting this shit off our chest, man. <laughs> Why is it so funny to me? <laughs> we didn't have shit for Jerry, yeah. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. <laughs> I got a question. Um, I would like I would like for y'all to answer this in the comments, matter of fact, yo. Would you rather hit the game winning shot in the playoffs, throw the game winning touchdown? Or knock somebody out. Answer that. Answer that in the in the comments. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Is it better to bring a regular straw to the airport or a damn Dracula straw? <laughs> Dracula straw. <laughs> Comedy. Comment. What? Comment down there. What straw are you bringing to the airport? We want to know, man. Hey, man. What we gonna do is. Every question that, that's answered, we're going to read that on the next episode. We may even call in and have you call in and talk to you about your answer. But our goal is to interact with you guys as an audience. Please answer the questions. If I owe you something, get it from God. God, God, God. Vampire straws. Hey. Okay, so recently, if you click on the other video, woman. God. God. God, 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 God. A traveler at Boston's Logan International Airport was arrested after he was found to have a carry-on in his carry-on luggage, a vampire straw. Go up, please. A vampire straw is basically a metal straw. It's a metal straw. One end of the straw is actually sharp, so you can stab it into something because it's metal, and you could drink, use it like a straw. So he was arrested. Uh, it was in his carry-on. And, uh, yeah, so the straw was inv uh, initially invented so you could drink smoothies faster and better. Man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you don't need no dagger on the end of no shit it's a to drink no smoothie. It's a tenant straw made in order of the U in, in the U.S., and it's actually outlawed in Massachusetts because it could actually, <laughs> it's on the ban list, which bans carrying certain edge items that include uh, uh, stilotes and daggers. What the fuck is a stilettos? <laughs> Am I saying that wrong? That includes stilettos, yeah. Stilettos. <laughs> what, what, oh, what the fuck is a stiletto? Stilettos. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a weapon. So you can't. You can't <laughs> have stilettos at the airport? It's stilettos. <laughs> stilettos. What the fuck is a stiletto? <laughs> what the fuck is stilettos? But that is stilettos. <laughs>
<laughs> nigga, I'm a real nigga. I've never written that word. I've never written stilettos. You Any, never <laughs> you have, have you ever spelled out stilettos? And I've never done it. What the fuck is a stiletto? Like, why do I need to know how to say bustier? Nigga, don't have shit to do with me as a man. Panties, pal. You're lucky I know I can say panties. Because I've never owned a pair. But I had a sister, so I know she had panties and I had underwear. But stilettos is not something that a man is just supposed to know. A stiletto. What the fuck is a stiletto? Man, I thought that was man. ice cream, gelato. You can't bring That's gelato to the airport? Mother can't bring ice cream, Italian ice cream on a plane? People need to stop oh bringing... God, that's gelato. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers need to quit bringing stupid shit to the airport. Like like, like dagger uh, straws. Why the fuck you need straw. a vampire straw? Why are you looking... Why are you ordering a vampire straw? Yeah, what what are you pause? What are you sucking that requires that type Whoa. of firmness? Yeah, that you need to dagger it first. You got to dagger this milkshake in order for it to respect you. If I try and do a Tropicana commercial, just stick you? it right in the orange. Oh wow, this is okay. But there has been some wow. What is that? Was that one of the things? Yeah, this uh, is little quick fingers over here. Whatever. These are <laughs> things that were taken at the. Airport. Oh, peanut butter firearm? <laughs> what the fuck is a peanut butter firearm? <laughs> These are things that have been weapons that have been discovered at the airport in people's luggage. A motherfucker tried to stuff a what? firearm Chick- in peanut butter. Chicken carcass. Go ahead. Go back up. Uh, I was reading the chicken carcass with firearms and fentanyl skittles. <laughs> fentanyl the skittles. US, Damn. The weirdest U.S. airport finds. Right. Fitting all Skittles. Fitting all Skittles. When's the last time you ever oh. ate one Skittle? <laughs> so Soiled money and crutches? Well, okay. Normally used for walking while injured, these crutches were found to be stuffed full of sold banknotes. It's hard to imagine someone thinking this idea did not stink. The TSA said shitty money. <laughs> it was shitty money. That is Who, crazy. Wh- why was the money soiled? Because <laughs> it didn't came out somebody keister. Yeah, these are the. It was in there. It was in the plane. All right, go. Cool. What is this? A grenade? See, this grenade was found to be a dud in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee's bomb squad was called to the scene. <laughs> a dud. What type of? Who brings a grenade to the airport? And and how the fuck uh, the grenade was a dud? There ain't no way that you knew it was a dud unless you tried to explode it. Cattle prods. Exactly. <laughs> Not one, but two, three. Well, not one, but two, but three cattle, electric cattle prods were unearthed by the TSA officers at Washington, D.C. do this airport. Uh, they were packed inside a carry-on guitar case alongside the instrument in September. What are you doing with a guitar and cattle prods? Yeah, All right, in the same bag. You up to something. Music. Yeah, you're doing, you doing something. They put a gun in a PlayStation? See? A gun in a PlayStation. These motherfuckers, if I was security at the airport, these motherfuckers would be getting roughed up. Do where I get This is a black person right here. It was drug and hair ties. (laughs) Uh, uh, What'd you call it? Do do rock hot (laughs) to (laughs) watch. They don't check heads for dope, okay? It's everything from the neck down. So let's put this on your bun. Put this half ounce on your bun. Yeah, you'll be all right. Okay, the the, the rays don't even make it past the height of your neck anyway. Adam's apple deflects all that. So I'll be standing right next to you. Yep. I'll be standing right next to you, okay? As long as you don't put your hands in your hair, you'll be all right. Keep your hands down. Gun and a medicine arm sling? Medical arm sling. Oh, because a medicine is medical. <laughs> There's no such thing as a medicine arm sling. That's just medicine medical. all in this arm. This <laughs> Robitussin. Hey man, bear buffering. What do you need? Oh, is this, this, is, this is a peanut butter. 
Oh, it's a peanut butter firearm. Okay. Oh, we're gonna stick the oh, gun down in the peanut butter. They'll yeah. never find it there. Oh, oh, it was disassembled. Like we don't got peanut butter at the house. Oh wow. <laughs> Man. And a gun and chicken. That's crazy. All right. And so we don't want to get no uh, blood on the gun. <laughs> Could you imagine? Put it in, put it in plastic. Stick it inside the chicken. Stick inside the no. Well, the bigger corn is in the chicken. Put it inside the chicken. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> got an AK hanging out the back of a damn piece of chicken. Why not just try to FedEx it? Why be? You know what I mean? I don't know. Keep keep going down. Uh-huh. Fitting all inside a candy wrapper. Now, could you imagine this? Could you imagine getting stopped with this? Like, uh, these look like fentanyls. No, they skittles. Okay, eat one. And you're a rap. Just go ahead, go ahead <laughs> just eat. We just have one. Enjoy a skittle. That's scary, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because if you found an unopened pack of skittles, <laughs> there's a chance that you would eat them, bitches, bro. There, no. There's a, there is, is an upper eighty percent chance that you, that you would eat it. <laughs> Man, Ooh, some skittles. Hey, hey, my lucky day. That's tough. You'll feel blessed if you found some skittles. What else we got? Hey, you know, in the airport, um, last time we went to travel in Detroit. My daughter got um, snatched up by the by the TSA. Why? Well, apparently um, she was gardening before we left. So the the um, damn, what is that called? The manure. Manure, yeah. Yeah, like on, was on her shoes, and she touched her shoes, so she had it on her hands and shit. And they was like, "You might be up in this motherfucker trying to blow some shit up." Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. They pulled you, pulled her ass to the side, and got to checking. Damn, that's crazy. What is this? How the fuck you got fish? What is that in that bag? Go back um, up. No, oh, this one is telling you what it is right here. Her Valentine's Day present. Um, the following pictures are from when officers discovered smuggled wildlife in luggage. When we find animals being smuggled, we contact the USFWS. Oh, I thought that was an uh, x-ray in somebody's... That's okay. But what animal is that? They look like fish hooks. I, I don't know. Yeah, go over. What other animals is in there that they found? Uh, Tell us something. Know. Oh, a snake in a hard drive. Discovered earlier this year, a traveler on her own, I mean, uh, on her way, sorry, from, from, shut up, Miami to Barbados, attempted to smuggle a snakelet, a snakelet inside of an external uh, hard drive. Hmm. A snakelet. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, that's for a different picture. Oh, that's for a different picture? Wow. Hey, but look, man, I got to think (laughs) it. <laughs> Thanks, this <Sarah>. vampire, uh, <laughs> this vampire straw got me thinking of weird weapons in history. Mm. So do you know the, during World War II that the American Americans dropped a bomb called the Bat Bomb? <laughs> uh, basically, it was a bomb that was developed, um, and it encased a thousand compartments, which each contained a Mexican free-tailed bat attached to small bombs. The idea of the bomb was to drop it, which was a you know twenty thousand pound bomb. Drop it. All the compartments would open up. The bats would all have many bombs strapped to them. They would find a place to burrow, which is normally in the attic of a house in Japan, because that's you know what happens in that part of Japan. And then once the bats got comfortable, all the bombs would blow up and set the place on fire, set the city on fire. Damn, crazy. that's kind of crazy. The bat bomb. So the so the bombs is attached. Little bombs attached to bats. Bats is gonna fly. Wherever they go, and they just insert bombs all throughout the city. Right. Damn. That's probably the dumbest plan I've ever heard in my life until I read this next one. <laughs> during the cold, <laughs> during the Cold War, the CIA came up with a plan to stick microphones in cats' ears 
and radio uh, transmitters in their skulls in order to spy on Russians. Okay. So for its official first test, the CIA staffers drove a, uh, drove acoustic kitty to the park and tasked it with capturing the conversation of two men sitting on a park bench. Uh, a redacted government memo read, instead, the cat wandered into the street where it was promptly squashed by a taxi. Damn. I mean, you putting, shoving shit up in his brain, he probably ain't going to be able to think straight. Right, right, right. Can you imagine, though, the, the, I don't know, man, the way that this shit is explained, it sounds like some bullshit. So these motherfuckers are sitting on the bench. We done stuffed, we done stuffed a microchip up in the cat's ear and brain. Right. Now we need to deploy it. A CIA van with, with two <laughs> <laughs> CIA agents. Uh, don't mind us. We just here with our cat. Right, right. <laughs> and sit it under the bench, and that's supposed to man, hell no. Nah. How do you teach a cat to go to a stranger? Right, and stay. You know what I'm saying? Cats just don't mess with anybody. I mean, this is a dog mission. Yeah, it is. And it, but it, <laughs> it, it, it can't be a regular sized dog. It has to be a small enough dog <laughs> not to scare away the spies. <laughs> right, a Rottweiler come running up loose. We, <laughs> we run it off. Why not just arrest the motherfuckers and torture them until yeah. they get the answer you want? That's real government help. God, God, God. Um, I would just like to say, in light of all the shit going on, and hey, Brittany Griner coming home, please stop bringing <laughs> bullshit and putting it in the luggage. Please stop bringing bullshit and putting it in the luggage. We already see what happened to Brittany. This motherfucker's out there with a vampire straw. <laughs> a vampire the name vampire is dangerous enough for you to not even be bringing that shit to the airport. It, vampire straw, it has a dagger on the end of it, probably to kill vampires. <laughs> 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 and other ends of straw. Can you imagine when they pulled the shit out, like, hey, man, what is this knife there? No, that's a straw. That's a, it's a vampire straw. I, I use it to drink blood oranges. <laughs> <laughs> vampire straw. You bring a vampire straw to the airport, you need your ass whooped. You got, I mean, what do you need a dagger for? The, the the airplane food ain't that good for you to be trying to put a, I like to cut my shit with a vampire straw. They said it was originally made for smoothies. Kind of <laughs> weak ass lips you got. <laughs> you need a damn uh, Ghostbuster straw just to fucking drink a smoothie. He's a weenie. What? <laughs> Oh, they got they got weapons. They got crazy weapons. We hearing about crazy shit. The bat bomb. First, I was hyped. I'm like, oh, they, they had a real Batman bomb. Huh. <laughs> this bomb full of bats. Okay, bomb <laughs> is full of bats and bombs. We're gonna make a bomb that can tra safely transport bats all the way over to the target area. We're gonna drop it down. There's gonna be parachutes on the on the bats back. So that they can they can come down safely. You don't want these motherfuckers crashing in the houses. When they hit the ground and get to where it goes, it's gonna explode. Wouldn't a regular bomb just did that? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers have trained all of these bats to fly with bombs and uh, <laughs> locate certain addresses and to go in the top window and not the bottom window so that you can really get inside the house just so you can blow them up. Man, I'd be mad as fuck if I was a bat trainer. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> We've been working on this all month. 
A <laughs> 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 uh, bat bomb. And and also, this ain't no new shit. I'm not talking about 2023 bat bomb. This motherfucker gonna fly in. No, I'm talking about <laughs> 1936 bats. <laughs> no GPS, nowhere. I don't give a fuck. How advanced the government? They didn't know bats wandering down the damn street and exploding. Oh my Man. god! <laughs> you count on you count on the bat to make it to the mission uh, <laughs> mission site. Oh man, I know we didn't win that war. <laughs> Vampire straws. Who the hell would invent a metal straw with a dagger at the other end of it? What nigga is stabbing people and then sipping blood soup out the womb? <laughs> Who is turning a, a, a laceration into an opportunity to suck? A vampire straw? So a man was arrested in Massachusetts for having one of these 10-inch dagger straws in his carry-on. I don't know how much time he got, but when you look up and research what a vampire straw is for, it was created so people could sip milkshakes Thick milkshakes and smoother smoothies faster. How the fuck can you drink faster? Like, I never have been able to control the wind in my throat on that level where I can say, you know what? Let me suck a little faster. Normally, when you suck shit through a straw, it all come at the same speed. <laughs> Who's measuring the speed? How do you know it's actually traveling faster? <laughs> Is there a nigga at the back of your throat with a, a timer? Like, go! <laughs> you got a trainer in your stomach yelling, go, 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 go! Somebody give me an umbrella, man. Fuck. Oh, my God. Nobody knows how fast food travels. I mean, given this math, we can calculate anything. I doubt that's measurable. And I'm breathing hard as a motherfucker. Hell yeah, man. The bat bomb. During World War II, America dropped a bat bomb. It's a bomb that housed a thousand bats. When it was released, the bats were released into a city in Japan with bombs attached to them. And the goal of this bomb was to fly into houses, nest, and then blow the houses up, and the city would go up into flames. This is probably <laughs> the most DuckTales military strategy. <laughs> Who wrote this shit, nigga? Screws make duck? Nigga, what cartoonist devised this uh, this Saturday morning kid cartoon evil plot? Nigga, was this was this the Count from Sesame Street? Nigga, what villainous cartoon animal came up with this plot? How? <laughs> I got a perfect plan, Igor. Once we finish building the Frankenstein, we will take the bats at the top of the castle. We will implant bombs, anus bombs, ass anus bombs. The bombs, the bats will nest in the attics of unsuspecting lower middle class Europeans. Once the clock strikes 12, their asses are ours. Oh, God. The motherfucker who came up with that only writes in cursive. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he ends each letter with Dom, da dum 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 Igor I don't know man That's the dumbest shit I heard in a long time What's up y'all God, God, God Make sure you pick up that chill Withers Cluster B project Pre-orders on sale May 5th Look man Also comment down low What comedian entertainer do y'all want to see on the show Fucking with the crew 
If I owe you something, get it from God. God, God. Website. Hey, hey, hey. I'm comedian the Craig Smith, and this is... Brent Taylor, you see it. I just opened up a live streaming studio. Ain't that right, Brent? You already know. If you game, podcast, and do music, you can rent my studio and live stream your experience straight to your audience. We offer editing services, graphic services, and above all, connections to established social media stars. If you want to get people like Big Jai, Brent, Buka Pone, Minx, and a host of other dope artists, Man, click that Bullyfoot website link below. Get access to the main room where you get four 4K cameras, up to seven microphones, multiple camera angles, live Discord calling, two background options. Rent the gaming room. Get one 4K camera, full gaming setup, gaming PC and PS5, live Discord call-in, 120 hertz monitor, green screen accessibility, and a streaming monitor. Rent the music room. Get access to a doll of your choice. Sure, SMB7 microphones, an Apollo interface, couch seating, and a streaming monitor. Oh. All you have to do is click that link below and rent. If I owe you something, get it from God. God. You be quiet. What's going on, everybody? This is your player partner and fellow Craig Factor, Dwayne, a.k.a. Dad Media. Man, this nigga look like a dusty Cadbury egg. <laughs> you roundhead bitch. <laughs> nigga, you look like an Amish Rick Ross. <laughs> nigga, you, you push your horse and buggy, you fat fuck. <laughs> look, I got a special offer for you guys today, exclusively for my Craig Factors. Go over to my website, www.dabmediadesign.com. Again, that website's going to be www.dabmediadesign.com where you can get all your exclusive videography, photography, and graphic design services. All you have to do is go to my website, click on the booking tab, and I can have your services as quickly to you as one business day. So come on over to the site where we'll get you right, and hopefully I'll be seeing you soon. Peace.